Hi friends, and welcome back to a long overdue episode of Drop the Light. Um, we're so excited to be back. But actually, before we get into the episode, I just wanna say that um, Scott and our boss Colleen and I had an awesome time at the Mass Creator Awards last month. Um, that was really cool. So this podcast actually, Drop the Light, was nominated um, for the podcast category at the uh, Massachusetts Creator Awards at Icon Nightclub in Boston this year. So that was an absolute blast. We didn't take home the final award, but we did. And we were so proud to be nominated, so excited. So that was a really fun night out we had. It was very fun. Uh, like you said, we did not take home the award. Ironically, we lost to ourselves. So we actually do have the award in our office, but Hanover's other award took home the gold. <laughs> yes, it did. So, so we did come home with something. We did come home with... Um, the award for Destination Graduation, which is a podcast that I helped um, Hanover High School produce over this past school year. So that was really cool. So all in all, great night. So anyway, if you're wondering where we've been for the past several weeks, Scott and I have actually been watching a lot of movies. And why, you ask? Um, it is because the Academy Awards are this Sunday, and Scott and I wanted to prepare this year. And we got to work watching every single Best Picture nominee. So that is today's episode. We're going to be talking all about the Oscars, all about the nominees, what did get nominated, what didn't get nominated, and we're pretty pumped about it. We are very pumped about it. It's Oscar season, it's our industry, and we are very, very happy. I know. I'm almost ashamed to say this, but I've really never watched the Oscars, like, in its entirety. I mean, I've really? seen... Yeah, I've seen bits and pieces, and, like, when I was in school, I would pop into people's different Oscar parties, but I don't know. Really, the only award show that I ever thought that I liked was um, the Tony Awards, because I really like, um, like, that live performance aspect of it, and I did a lot of, like, musical theater growing up, so I always kind of enjoyed that. I mean, as far as the Oscars, I would, you know, I would look up who won, mm -hmm. but I didn't feel the need to like watch the ceremony or anything like that. But for some reason this year, I just really decided that I wanted to like, I wanted to watch it, I wanted to get into it, and I wanted to see as many of the nominated films as I could. So this has been the funnest Oscar season ever. Like I am loving it. I'm gonna have such a crash when it's over. Well, interesting year to do it, given the fact that uh, it doesn't have a host and they almost cut four categories out of the live broadcast, but they decided to go against that, which I'm well, very happy about. Well, because that's the silliest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, for, for those of you who don't, for who don't know about the whole Oscar controversy, t tell them, Scott, what's, what's <clears> up this year. So what happened was to cut the runtime of the Oscars down, they decided they were kind of going to cut out four categories, which included cinematography, <laughs> editing, hair and makeup, and um, best live action, I think short film, maybe documentary. I might be lying about that. But all four of them are obviously crucial awards, but especially not cinematography. Even, Come on, not even. <laughs> especially <laughs> okay. cinematography and editing. Yeah. Because you literally point the camera, record, and then edit the footage. So how can you not include those two? Yeah. You gotta include them all, but those two, who is the one who was like, oh, let's cut those. Those are brilliant. Especially those four big categories. It's just that's just ridiculous not to show during the live broadcast. And not to mention, they propose cutting them under the guise of saying, oh, that's gonna shorten the awards, which, okay. The actual giving of the awards is what takes the least amount of time. Yeah. During these kind of shows. It's it's not the awards. It's all this the silly 
Look at Jennifer's dress. Look at Hey, Melissa's hey, hey, don't dress. knock the red carpet, boy. I'm not That marking. is important stuff. It is important. I'm just saying it takes a lot of time. Well, that is I... before the actual awards, though. During during the actual Oscars, it's isn't it more like it's like every award show. It's all the stuff that the host says. It just they just drag it out. It's all of this hullabaloo. Mm-hmm. That's you know, the stuff they need to cut. Oh, but other than the cutting of the broadcast, so what's the deal with the host? Like, they're, I, I heard they're not going to have a host. How do you have a show like without a host? So um, this is the first time in 30 years that the awards are not going to have a host. And what happened was Kevin Hart was originally supposed to be the host, but um, some, like, I think homophobic tweets from, like, 2013 got dug up on his Twitter. But for that reason, Kevin Hart was like, all right, peace, I'm out. And, um... They were trying to get another host, but pretty much everyone was saying, like, no, I don't want to do it because it's, like, so stressful. And a lot of people say it's very unrewarding, too. So um, they just said, all right, we're not going to have a host. Um, I just want to say, no matter who wins, you know, regardless of who wins the awards Sunday night and what I want and what I don't want, what I want the most out of the entire night is a kiss cam and what I want on the kiss cam is Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Amen. Honestly, like... America wants to see what would happen if they put the kiss cam on them. I want to see what happens. That is a brilliant idea. I think we need to do that because... We really do know it. Like, you got to give America what they want. And, like, America wants the kiss cam on Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga to, like, establish once and for all what's going on. Mm -hmm. They are going to be the biggest want since DiCaprio and Kate Winslet. Like, honestly, I want it. Like, have you seen any interviews with them? I have. They're very, they're very sweet. They're very supportive of each other. I feel like there's genuine love there. I they're feel like, like straight up mushy. See, I feel like they made this movie about two people that meet and fall in love. And then in like 30 years, someone's going to kind of like what they did with um, the disaster artist in the room. They're going to make the making of A Star is Born with Bradley Cooper and Lee Gaga. Them falling in love. I think... I think that's possible. I'm not sure. We'll have to see how it plays out, but... I mean, honestly, I'm all for it. I was watching an interview the other day with them, and the interviewer asked them a question. They said the same answer at the same time, and then they laughed, and then they held hands. Oh, that's... That is that is a connection right there. It's it's not even in question. Like people are like, oh, but they were both engaged, and now they broke it off. So what? It's not like they were married. Sorry, mm-hmm. that's expendable. Or maybe it would pan over to them, and then they would already be kissing, <laughs> and then it'd be like, Bradley, we're on the kiss cam. Oh, lady, that's so wonderful. <laughs> I've always wondered how celebrities really do that. Like when they have a stage name or like a pen name, it's like. Do you do you call them by I've their real I've always name? wondered that. For example, Alicia Keys is married to Swizz Beats. Is she like, oh, Swizz, what do you want for dinner? Swizz, should we go out for an ice cream cone? But like when Selena Gomez was dating The Weeknd, minus the E, is she like, oh, The Weeknd, what do you want to do tonight? <laughs> you want to go get a drink? And he'd probably say the same joke every time. But it's The Weeknd. <laughs> I mean, Beyonce has it easy because she can just call Jay-Z Jay, Mm. which I believe she does. But like Swizz Beats, The Weeknd, I don't know. I don't know. Well, okay, so on to the nominees. How do you want to do this? Do you want to just sort of go down the list of like all the best pictures? And the reason we started with best pictures, by the way, is just because 
you know, that was kind of the easiest entry point. Mm -hmm. um, we felt like a lot of the nominees would sort of like trickle down from there, which they did. So what, what were your top three films that, that you saw out of the Best Picture category? Um, my top three personally are Roma, A Star is Born, and Black Klansman. Okay. What are your top three? Uh, Roma, A Star is Born, and The Favorite. Uh, yeah. Um, so in a perfect world, would you like to see, would Roma be your top contender for Best Picture? Is that what you'd like to see? or I would be happy with any of the three, of those three winning. Because I feel like other than that and Black Klansman, to be honest, besides those four films, I thought the nominees were like pretty lackluster. Yeah, they were kind of, all of them besides, um, well, I personally didn't care for Vice. That's just a matter of like, you know, opinion. I don't think you cared for Vice either. But other than that, um, I liked all the other films, but... A lot of them, like Bohemian Rhapsody, um, Black Panther, I just thought were just like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I were to rate them, you know, I could rate my like top four, and then after that, they kind of just, I couldn't even really rate them. They kind of all have the same sort of place for me. Um, but, okay, so let's start with Roma. I, I thought Roma was stunning. I did too. I thought it was beautifully shot. I thought it told a very real deep story. I felt it was a very personal movie. And I would be happy seeing it win Best Picture. I don't think it's going to. I think A Star is Born is going to. But if it doesn't, I hope Roma at least wins Best Cinematography and Best Foreign Language Film. But oh, I think it's got Best Foreign Language Film on lock. I think it does too. I mean, it, it's the first time I've ever seen one nominated for... Um, a movie nominated for both Best Picture and a Foreign Language hmm. Film. It's probably happened before. I just, you know, I haven't been following the Oscars for more than the past couple of years or decade. But, um, yeah, like Roma really, for anyone who's seen Roma, towards the end, uh, there's the scene where uh, the main character, I forget her name. It's, uh, do you remember her name? Cleo. Cleo. Uh, that's it. Thank you. Is going into the ward to help the kids. And I was just watching this at home because it was on Netflix, and I literally felt like I was in the water and I could feel the current pulling. And this is the first time I've ever really felt that in a movie. Yeah, I felt the same way. I was watching it in my bed and I found myself almost like swaying back and forth. I really wish that I had been able to experience this in a theater because I feel like being able to experience it that way would have been incredible. And I felt the same way with The Star is Born. Um, but yeah, I, I, I loved, loved the cinematography in Roma. And I'm really rooting for the lead actress to win Best Actress. I mean, that category is so loaded with just like, everyone in that category deserves to be there. So <laughs> I wouldn't be disappointed um, with anybody. But I'm kind of rooting for her. But the thing is, if she did win Best Actress, she would have bragging rights for the rest of the entirety of her life. Because she could say... Because um, a lot of you guys may not know this, um, and Nicole told me this, that actress was actually training to be a teacher, and then they said, be in this movie. I'm very curious as to how they found her, but she ended up doing it. This was her first movie that she'd ever been in, got the leading role, got nominated for Best Actress, and if she wins, she can just say, oh yeah, I mean, really, I'm up as high as I can go. So, in my first movie, I won an Oscar, so... That is just so cool. I would love to hear her speech. I wonder if she wins, if she'll have someone translating for her? 
while she's up there. I imagine that that would be sort of a very overwhelming night being there and trying to follow along with, I mean, obviously she'll have a translator with her for the evening, but I imagine that would be kind of overwhelming. I think they will have a translator just because I remember a couple of years ago when uh, Javier Bardem won for um, No Country for Old Men, he said something in uh, Spanish, which I think was just thanking his mother. Hmm. And people were freaking out because they didn't know what he meant so um, or what he said. So um, I think the fact that uh, since that actress doesn't speak English, I think they will have a translator. But uh, at the same time, uh, now... Right now, I'm just kind of imagining it. I think it would kind of be, like, very discombobulated as far as the speech going. Yeah, she can't really, like, you know, can't really flow because, you know, she has to say something and then they have to translate. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of curious if if that's, if she wins, how they'll kind of of do that. Because I want her to just be able to get it all out and (laughs) say what she has to say. She's just, like, getting really emotional. Then just, like, a bunch of, some texts come up. And it's like, I am the greatest actress in the world. Move over, Meryl Streep. I won an Oscar for my first role. I'd be like, and get it, girl. Her, say, those are her first English words. Get it, girl. And then she just drops the mic. <laughs> that would be awesome. But, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be disappointed if, like I said, if any of them won. But I know that Gaga doesn't have an Oscar or anything. But she has, I feel like she has... A lot, you know. She's you know got what? this whole career going. You know what I'll say? I feel like she's already won the real prize. Bradley, Bradley Cooper's Cooper. heart. His heart. His heart. His heart is already hers. So, like, mm-hmm. does she even need an Oscar? I think she already has the Oscar. I feel like if that, I feel like the if Oscar they do, of love. I was gonna say, I feel like if they do fall in love, and someone does make a movie about them one day, I feel like that's gonna be the last line. He'll just be like, you didn't win the Oscar. And then she's like, yes, I did. And then they'll kiss. And then credits roll. <laughs> yes. And then I'll like tip my couch over because mm-hmm. I'll be so excited. You know what? Gosh, I'm coming up with all kinds of great ideas today. They should make an Oscar category. Oh, this is so genius. For best on-screen couple turned real life couple. I would love that. The only thing is, I don't know if there'd be enough of those to last, to happen every year. True. Maybe I'm, it should be like a once every five years category. Uh, that would lead to just so many, just like, just loveless marriages in Hollywood. Just like, let's say um, Channing Tatum and Jenna, uh, I forget her last uh, name. Duan. Duan, yeah, from Step Up. Because they, they were together for a long True, time. True, that is so sad. I was like, my heart was hurting when I was driving to work one day and I heard that they like had broken up. I was like, no, you can't. But um, if they had gone the Oscar, because they probably would have. True. And they wanted to keep it, it would probably just be like, it just come in from work. It's like, hi, Jenna. Channing, I'm going upstairs to my room. Good, I'll go upstairs to my room. Good. But we have to stay married because neither one of us wants to lose the Oscar. Agreed. <laughs> The Oscar's going to be in my room tonight. Yeah, there, there, there's flaws with this, but I'm onto something here. I think you have a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, would, I would like to see that. This year, it would be a no-brainer because it would be Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Oh, all the way. Like, not even a question. Okay, so speaking of which, um, let's discuss A Star is Born. A Star is Born was my second favorite movie of uh, the list. I thought it was a very great film. It was also the last one I saw. And uh, Roma was the first one I saw, so I was glad that I, my favorite two were at the, you know, both ends of the movies that I watched. Uh, yeah, it was, um, it was the fourth remake of this story, but I didn't know that until just the other day, so 
props to them for not advertising it that way and for yeah. making such a good movie of yeah. it. Um, yeah, I, if it wins Best Picture, which I think it is going to, I would not be disappointed. Yeah, I wouldn't be either. Like I said, I was really disappointed that I didn't catch this in the theaters. Um, and I was kind of nervous going into it because I think a friend had told me, oh, like, I don't know if you're going to like it because there's um, just a lot of, like, stuff that's hard to watch in it. Like, he's constantly drinking and there's, like, drugs and all this stuff. So I was kind of nervous going into it, but I loved it. I, I, I keep thinking about the movie and it's been a couple of days. So I think that's kind of the sign when it's really sticking with you um but i thought the colors in it were beautiful mm -hmm. i was blown away by lady gaga's acting yeah she was great i mean i already knew she could act because i'd seen her in like um i didn't watch the full season but i'd seen her in episode two of the american horror story season that she was in and i oh. was like then i'm like oh i guess she isn't just a musical person they're putting on tv but in this i was just like wow she is an actress yeah she is she did so much acting with her face she did yeah and it's it's really interesting to see because she's someone who's built a reputation out of like wearing weird costumes, like over her face, over her body, being really like eccentric. But like she just looks very just like average in this movie. She does. Just, you know, the average is in just like not wearing just regular clothes, regular hair, regular makeup. But she uses just that just what she was born with, to act so, so well. She was born this way. She was born this way. Good reference. Thank you. And Bradley Cooper, they somehow made him look very, like, unappealing. I mean, he was still handsome, but he was also very, like, leathery and, like, sweaty. And I could practically smell him through the screen. I and that was very effective. I could, too. I could just smell, like, vodka and cigarette butts just, like, on him. Yes. Like, and I'm really curious as far as what they did with, um, like, sweat. Like, if he was really sweating just from all the work he was doing, or if they were just like, hey, here's a spray bottle. Psh, 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 psh. Ugh, ugh. Nasty. The music was phenomenal. Loved it. It was. And that's, um, I know we, you know, paid, you know, we said how much we loved Lady Gaga's acting and how impressed we were with that. But I was really impressed by Bradley Cooper's musical abilities. Like yeah, his singing, me too, me his, too. And that's what's really cool is because he's known as an actor. She's known as a musician. They come together and they show us that they can both do what the other one does almost equally as well. And it's like, it, I don't know, it was, it was really, really cool, I thought. It was. It was super cool. And um, also, what I think I appreciated most about the film was I felt like it had a really realistic buildup. And that's something I really appreciate because I feel like a lot of times in uh, like melodramas or romantic movies like that, when the couple sort of gets together, it's almost so rushed that I don't really buy it. But this movie, I thought, especially the, 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 the first half um, when they're falling in love and like before they actually get together, I thought that buildup was so good. Um, just between when he met her and that whole performance and then when they went to the bar and then she punched a guy and then they went to the store and then they had that moment behind and then she went to the concert and then by the time they got together, I was like, okay, I buy into this. This was really, really authentic. And because at first it doesn't really seem like it's going to happen because, you know, Lady Gaga, even though Bradley Cooper is famous, she's just like, you know, no, what, you know, he, she probably thought, oh, he just wants something from me. He, she, he probably doesn't really like my singing. And 
it kind of had it kind of grew organically. I agree. I thought she had a very healthy amount of skepticism toward her, toward mm-hmm. him that I appreciated. Yeah. Because how could she not? Clearly he's a drunk. He has all kinds of red flags going on there. Yeah, like I remember um <laughs> the scene where they were at the bar and I think he just she was like, "Yeah, everyone in the music industry says I can't make it cuz my nose is too big." And he's like, "Your nose is beautiful." In fact, can I can I touch your nose? And I was just like, out of context, that would seem so creepy if some dude just comes up to you looking and smelling like the drunk he is and just being like, Can I touch you have nose? a beautiful nose. Can I touch your nose? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, thankfully, I think I think she was a little creeped out like at that point, which is good because, I mean, that is kind of creepy. I got to give her credit. I mean, I know he was famous and that's probably why she didn't. But like if someone had done that to me, I feel like I would be like, all right, I'm out. I got work in the morning. <laughs> yeah, oh, I got a split. Mm, I'm sorry. Don't follow me. Um, yeah, his accent was very interesting throughout the movie. He was like, thank you very much. <laughs> See, what I think is... It was uh, a great show, everybody. Hope you like my songs. Which I really liked because I thought it added a little bit of um, authenticity to the character. But my theory is that he cast Sam Elliott to play his brother. And he was like, hey, so Sam, we, we got to work on our accents to figure out where we're going to be from. And I think Sam Elliott was like, no, I don't do accents. You're going to sound like me. And Bradley Cooper is like, okay. I think I did hear Bradley Cooper say in interviews that he did try and sound like Sam Elliott. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I just completely made that up. Yeah, no, you're like, right. I'm, I'm glad to know that was true. Yeah, and did you also know that Sam Elliott played the freaking vegan from Parks and Rec? Yes. And before that... <laughs> He's Eagleton Ron. <laughs> And when when that happened, because um, I I've watched that clip on YouTube since, and I was like, Parks and Rec must have made up freaking vegan. I typed it up; they didn't make it up. Freaking vegan is a real thing. You're kidding me. No, when you you go to dumpsters, you get vegetables out of it, and that's what you eat. I don't want to be alive anymore. I I've know. seen it all. I've seen enough. <laughs> See, I'm through with this world. What's that, that line? Oh, I can't remember. Uh, Oh, from the room? Yeah. Oh. Um, I Everyone betrayed me. I fed up with this world. That's it. That's pretty much how I feel after hearing that the freaking vegan is a real thing. 